live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Welcome to the show, clones. My gift to you is the best of the Jim Rome Show. You're welcome. TB45, because my man looks miserable. So I'm going to ultimately get to both those things, but the question is, what do I start with? And I decided to start with the NFL. So the first 20 spots of the NFL Top 100 list were revealed yesterday. And of course, like every single year, it's a pretty jacked up list that everybody hates. Even if the players vote on the list themselves, the players vote, but the fans hate. That's the way it's always been. And I'm sure that's the way it will always be. No, Josh Allen is not the 13th best player in the NFL. Maybe the player is confused. Josh Allen's. Josh Allen, the quarterback, is a top 10 player, obviously. Patrick Mahomes in number eight, pretty messed up too. Putting the back-to-back MVP at number three, a little bit strange. Tom Brady ending up at number one, not that strange. (laughs) He's the GOAT, the greatest football player ever. He's coming off one of his best seasons ever at age 44. He finished second in the MVP voting, and he had the most passing yardage in his entire career. So... TB45 showing up at the top of that list is not that weird. Certainly not the weirdest thing coming from that guy over the weekend. The Brady weirdness happened on Saturday at the podium when TB45 met with the Bucks media for the first time since he returned from his mysterious 11-day absence. The absence, which was already extremely weird. Then Saturday, the old man made it even more weird. Now, just to be clear, because I know you clones, I'm going to talk about what he said on Saturday, not what he looked like on Saturday. As much as you want me to go there, I'm going to talk about what he said on Saturday and not what he looked like on Saturday. Actually, yes, I will. I literally will break one of my own rules, one of the few actual rules in the jungle that personal appearance is not show fodder. I don't want to be a hypocrite, but I'm going to break my own rule. And the reason I'm going to violate my own policy about not talking about how people look is because of how this dude looked absolutely horrible. Absolutely miserable. Absolutely beaten down. And according to some of you, absolutely carved. This is where I'll draw the line. I'm going to draw the line because I always say this. I do not talk about things I know nothing about. I'm not talking out my ass. I know nothing about cosmetic surgery. So, I don't comment on things I know nothing about. However... Wouldn't it be awesome if just this one time some of you clones were right? Wouldn't it be awesome to get some celebrity plastic surgeon who can do a comparison of before and after shots of his face and analyze how he looked before he left camp and how he looks now two weeks later? I mean, couldn't you imagine one of those guys, one of those celebrity plastic surgeons showing up and saying, all right. Now, this here is clear evidence of somebody taking a hammer to his beak. And here, right here, clearly you can see 
the chin implants. You know, they've got their little pointer out. They're circling it in yellow or red. The telestrator on his face. It don't get me wrong. I don't think it's true. But man, I want it to be true. Wouldn't that be the greatest story ever? That this guy scheduled an appointment and couldn't reschedule it and needed time to heal up. And that's what he was doing. This personal stuff that he wanted to get into was actually just him getting his face carved. Oh, man, that'd be so great. You know, like, like dude retired. Remember, he did retire. And say, I'm just playing along. And no, I want to be so clear about this. I do not believe this. I want it to be true, but it's not true. But some of you clones seem to think so. But just to play that out, could you imagine if when this guy retired, and he did, his first order of business was not to plan a family vacation, but rather to hit up a hard-to-schedule celebrity plastic surgeon. Except then he got sick of his family and he unretired, but he did not want to rebook the alleged reconstruction of his face. So he went through with it and he needed 11 or 12 days so he could heal up. And then expected everybody to say, yo, dude, you look great. Yo, T, you look different. Did you get a haircut? You look well rested, my man. You look well rested. That was time well spent. Except he doesn't. He doesn't look well rested. He looked like hell. He sounded like hell. But as much as I want that plastic surgery conspiracy to be true, and I do want it. I admit it. I want that. You know it's not. Come on. Even if he did come back with Pinky's five head and Bill O'Brien's butt chin and looking a little like a real housewife of Orange County, I want that to be true so badly, but it's not. I mean, stop. However, if you want an explanation as to why he does look so old and faded, it's because he's so old and faded, and he admitted as much himself. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so... You know, you just got to try to figure out light the best you can. And, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. Right. Right. Except that's never been that guy's deal. Right. For all of us. But not him. Not that dude. Not the dude most famous for aging backwards. The dude most famous for prioritizing football over everything else. Now suddenly he's one of us. Now suddenly he's aging like a normal person. Now suddenly... He's talking about more important things in his life. There's never been more important things in his life. And by the way, that energy, his energy is all wrong. That's not who this guy is. That's not who he is. All right, so maybe it's all changed. Maybe he is changing. Just don't tell me that he's not sure whether or not he wants to be there. He made it clear when he retired that he did not want to be there, only to unretire. But then he bolted from camp for 11 days when he should have been trying to get on the same page with that busted up offensive line. And again, don't tell me he doesn't need it. Don't tell me, hey, Rome, did you see that one series in the third preseason game? He looked good. He did. 
He did. Except nobody leaves camp for 11 days in the middle of camp for personal reasons. And especially that guy. You sure he can. But he never did. He never has. No athlete has ever been more dedicated, more disciplined, more locked in, more about it being a lifestyle, more about attention to detail. What I'm saying now is this dude's done a 180. His act now runs contrary to all of that. And when you talk about needing a vacation from a vacation, if in fact this guy bounced and he went to the Bahamas with the family for 11 days, wouldn't he come back refreshed? I'm telling you, that dude came back looking worse than when he left. Let's say something else is counterintuitive, right? Going on vacation with the family that he loved, that he retired to be with, and coming back and looking absolutely miserable. Why does this guy look so worn out? Why does he look like he just got the bleep beat out of him? Did he just get mugged? Are those recovery pajamas no longer working anymore? In other words, exactly what the hell is going on with Tom Brady right now? I'm not saying that he can't work it out. I'm not saying that he won't play at a high level. I'm saying this dude is off. The energy's all wrong, and so's his face. And yes, I just broke my own rule. Personal appearances should not be show fodder, except the dude looks horrible. And I'm saying that how he looks might be indicative of how he feels. And how he feels might be indicative of whether or not he wants to be there and how committed he is now he's going to play. So in that case, it actually does matter how he looks. There's just no way that I believe anything he says after all this. I mean, after all, the guy is saying, he made statements like this. One more point I want to make. He made statements like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere else. This is where I've always wanted to be. I've never thought about being anywhere else. This is where I want to be. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. I know you know about it because the second I got mine and I started talking about it, people were rushing up on me like they knew. They wanted to talk about it. It's because the egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. I'm telling you, you can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. Yes, try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. It works. It's incredible. So stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. It gets old. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll. With an authentic big green egg, it is a ceramic marvel. It's backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right, a lifetime warranty. It is simple to light. It is easy to use. It works without a power source. You don't have to plug anything in. So with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. How cool is that? And it makes a great gift. And they've got two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered right to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's how I did it. It was an awesome experience. That's BigGreenEgg.com. And yes, you will thank me later. And to me, that's... I'm going to be very careful how I choose my words. When Tom Brady says, I've never looked anywhere else, I've never wanted to be anywhere else, there were no other situations I even thought about, this is the place, how would you characterize how I feel about that? I'm going to be very careful when I say this. Bullcrap. 
Since I came to this organization, it's been an amazing, uh, you know, it's just been an amazing experience for me to come to this place and be as supportive as I had over a long period of time. And, you know, I read all these stories about all these different places I was supposed to go or could have gone. And I'm like, I only was going to go to, you know, one place, which was here, you know, and I think this whole organization knows that. And all the conversations that we've had over a period of time, I chose the right place for me. I think this organization knows that. I think we all know that. Yeah, except for that one time you tried to sign with the Raiders, right? Except for that time. Or that time that you tried to escape to the Miami Dolphins, except for that time. Or that other time you tried to go to Miami, except for that time. Or like the five times that Miami tried to get you, those times. Or that time when you actually did retire. Or that time you retired without using the word retire. Yeah, but aside from all that, you chose the perfect place and everything's just great. I chose the right place for me. Which, of course, is why you needed 11 days away from the team in the middle of training camp. Here's the thing. We all know the Raiders deal that Dana White was trying to put together is real because Gronk is the person who brought it up. And we know the Dolphin rumors are real because Brady didn't deny that. And then we all watch that bogus, shady, sham retirement play out. That really just ended up retiring Bruce Arians. Isn't that funny how that works out? You retired, but Arians was the one who retired and you came back. Because these are all the types of things that happen when everybody's happy and you're exactly where you want to be. I guess what I'm saying is this. I don't know what the hell is going on with this dude. But as I pointed out last week, it's weird. It's really weird. And he's sounding and acting and yes, looking like a completely different person. Like they switched up mannequins on us. They took the happy mannequin and switched him out for a bitter carved up, Botoxed, tired mannequin. What I'm getting at is I don't know this dude anymore. I don't know him. I just know he's full of crap. Don't tell me that you weren't looking around and that you're right where you've always wanted to be when you're retiring and unretiring and leaving camp right in the middle. But clones, you got to admit, you had some fun with that, right? Hey, I don't think that he left to get his face done, but man, I wish it were true. I wish it were true. That'd be the best story ever. Imagine the most dedicated NFL in the history of the world leaving to get facial reconstructive surgery. Never mind, he's like the most handsome dude ever. Like, dude, don't don't fix what ain't broke. But, 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 if it'll make you feel better about you, go ahead. Hey now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So, this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. 
So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? We continue now with the best of the Jim Rome Show. A call from Alberta. Sean in Alberta. Good to have you, Sean. How are you? Jim, how are you? Good, dude. How are you? Uh, good. First time, long time, or second time, first time, or however you want to call it. Um, I'm a little nervous, so just bear with me here. I got you. Um, I called you back in 2015 after the Eskimos won the Great Cup, and I just wanted to say congratulations. And at that time... I said something like, if I ever come to L.A., I want to meet you for a cup of coffee or see one of your horses or take a selfie. And I got laughed off of Twitter, laughed off the show. I got buzzed, so I haven't called since, which brings me to the reason I'm calling today. I just need a drink of water. Hold on. Go ahead. Do what you got to do, my man. My mouth is really dry, and I've been on the road for a while here, so anyways. I booked my ticket. Ah! Oh, no. Sean. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. My man. Not a very All right, Sean. Alvin, the guy just said, that guy just said something horrible happened seven years ago, and it's taken him all that time to get up enough nerve and courage to call back because he got, quote, buzzed and hammered on Twitter. And you just did him again like that? See you in 2029, my man. I I feel badly about that. You know, Sean, I'll tell you why. First of all, Alvin has the authority. Alvin has the autonomy. Alvin made that decision. I'm not passing the buck. I'm just saying he has the authority. If Alvin wants to run a caller, he can run a caller. And apparently he wanted to run you. And he's being very smug about it. Alvin just said, dude, can't imagine why I ran him. Alvin also already found your first call. Now, I was going to say, Sean, in 2015, I probably could not wait to run you for something like that. But now it's 2022. And I'm a little bit different. I'm evolving. I'm morphing. And I found myself actually going back, going back, thinking about how things were when I was coming up and how I used to do things like that. I would call people that I, that I knew of, of course, or reach out to people that I knew of and say things like that. Hey, I'm going to be in your neighborhood. Can we have lunch? Or I'm going to be in New York. Can we have a cup of coffee? I've mentioned that before. I used to hit, when I was young and in college and getting out, I used to hit Dan Rather all the time, all the time. I constantly would send letters. I'm going to be in New York. Can we meet? I'm going to be in New York. And by the way, I was never going to be in New York. I'm going to be in New York. Can I come see you? Literally. I thought that'd be a good idea. And finally, one of his assistants said, stop calling us. You can't see Mr. Rather. This guy made this call, Sean, seven years ago. Sean in Alberta. I just want to say, oh, man, it's seven degrees Fahrenheit in uh, Canada right now. Uh, I'm really nervous. I dream about coming to L.A. and sitting down with you for a coffee. Jim, I just want to say one thing. Congratulations to the Edmonton Eskimos for winning the Grey Cup. 
Uh, I know it's not the Super Bowl, but uh, but what a hell of a game and what a finish. Uh, just one more thing, Jim. I just want to say that if if, uh, if Denver is done with Peyton, uh, the Dolphins will take him. I think he's still got ten years, ten good years. No, oh, man, you shouldn't reach for a cup of water in that call. In that call too, that was literally the same phone call. That was the exact same phone call, except he was more confident then than today. You know what, Sean? Maybe. I'm not saying no. Alvin is saying no. I'm not saying no. Maybe, dude. Maybe. Maybe we could have a cup of coffee. I'm not saying no, my brother. Honestly. Uh, Alvin's not going anywhere near you, weirdo. But I'm not saying no. I got you, Sean. Somebody hit me up on the Ask the Pros and said, hey, Jim, what's a better sandwich? Your sandwich at Ike's or Sam's to go. And I said, nothing against Merdad, but obviously my sando at Ike's. Ike's, which is an amazing sandwich shop, named a sandwich after a number of athletes and other name people. They gave me my own sandwich. I had no idea. Like, they didn't call up and say, hey, yo, we're thinking about this. I just started to get calls back in the day saying, hey, Rome, you know, there's this sandwich store in Berkeley, and you have your own sandwich. I'm like, oh, hell yes. That is awesome. Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com is with me now. You've actually started a new operation, a new wing, Omega Funding Solutions. Exactly what is that and how does that work? You file an amended payroll tax return with the IRS and the IRS is backed up. You know, they were hit by COVID too. They had the pandemic to deal with. So it's taking them anywhere from six months to a year to process these refunds. So we came out with a solution where we can help you get access to that cash earlier in as, as little as two weeks. See if you qualify for an ERC tax refund from the IRS, OmegaTaxCredits.com. Like, I didn't go to a test kitchen and try out different breads and condiments and meats and veggies. No, 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 no. That, that pastrami is too fatty. No, no, no. It needs to be leaner. More mustard, less mayo. There was none of that. I hate peppers, man. Don't put any peppers on that thing. Is that wheat bread? Hell no. No, Ike's just did this, and the sandwich is incredible. And it's, it's actually an amazing honor. And I've never met the owner. I don't, I don't know anything. I get nothing out of it except that they're paying homage to me. And it feels awesome. There's your setup. Let's go to the phones. Bobby in the Bay Area. Bobby, what's going on? How are you? Hello, Joan. This is, I'm a first-time caller, but I'm a long-time listener. And <laughs> yesterday, I'm a driver. I'm a Class A driver. I was on the road, and I'm listening to you. And you mentioned this shop, sandwich shop, or Ike Sandwiches, the number 65. So I put in my search along the route, nearest Ike Sandwich Shop. I go in there, and I get the number 65, the Jim Rome, and I'm just going to tell you, that sandwich was straight fire. Just <laughs> lettuce, turkey, cheddar cheese, mayo, Ike's red pestle sauce. And, of course, I had to put my little touch to it, extra pickles, extra onions. And that was fire, bombastic, food porn. My man, Bobby, rack him, Alvy. He just said it. Rack him. Bombastic, food porn. Do you know what he nailed? There's something about that sando that's amazing, actually. Well, the entire sando is amazing. But the thing about the sando that's amazing is that pesto sauce that he mentioned. The pesto is fire. I love that story so much. That's the guy saying, I've been listening 
I've always listened. I've never called. I'm a driver. I heard you talking about it. It sounded good. I put Ike's in my search. I found it. I ordered the 65, and it was fire. It was bombastic. And I added to it. The amazing thing is, hey, Chalk, you there? Can you pick this up real quick? So when I first heard about Ike's, I thought that it was only like a one or two store operation. And then incredibly enough, I found out there's one in Newport Beach, not far from where I live, which is incredible. But the fact of the matter is, this is not a mom pa, is it? There's a lot of these stores. It's crazy. They're like in six states. I was just reading the locations in California alone. There might be 40 stores in California alone. All shut up, up about that. Are they that big now? They're apparently that big now. I had where? no idea either. Like where in California? I know I'm Newport Beach, I know Berkeley. Long, like everywhere from NorCal all the way down here, all along the coast, everywhere around the Bay Area. I mean, there are probably 10 locations in the Bay Area alone. That That is amazing. All right, thanks for that. So you're probably wondering, clones are like, so what do you do, Rome? Hey, you D-bag, what do you do, Rome? Do you go hang out in Ike's and eat your sandwich and hope that somebody recognizes you? And the answer is no, I don't do that. I don't do that. But you know what? I should. I should. They named a Sando after me. I mean, what do you want me to do? Go into Ike's and order the Marshawn Lynch Sando, which is probably awesome. I'm in some really good company. So they clearly started in the Bay Area because I'm looking at the list right now. A lot of the guys that have sandwiches are no-cows or bald in no-cow. Mad Bum has a Sando. Matt Kane has a Sando. Hunter Pence has a Sando. Steph Curry has a Sando. Marshawn Lynch. I think Damon Bruce has a Sando, right? So clearly the company is about no-cal athletes, broadcasters. I wonder, my man Tommy T must, right? I don't know. Maybe yet. Maybe not. Maybe not. Of course, I'm going to get my sandwich. Do you expect me to go into Ike's and order the Paul Rubin? I'm not doing that. So, big shout out to Ike's. Because this is not a new development. That Sando has been in existence for years. And I've only gone in a couple of times. But there is one in Newport Beach. Newport Beach real estate is not cheap. So they are killing it. They're just tearing it up. I'd order a Steph Curry. Agent I'm not Rome. getting the Paul Rubin. But Steph Curry. Hey, are you craving some protein after a good workout? I always am. Listen, this time don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? We continue now with the best of the Jim Rome show. Because Russ is having kind of a tough time so far in Denver. Understandably, new coach, new system, new everything, new locker room, new environment. On the field, however, 
so far, he does not look good. He does not look comfortable. He does not look anything like himself. So in terms of letting him cook, he's cooking, but he's cooking with NyQuil. Why do I say that? He's currently 27th in the league in completion percentage, and he's looking up at Mitch Trubisky. That's why I say he's cooking with NyQuil. Yet things have been that bad on the field. Off the field, however, they've been even worse because this dude has been getting eviscerated nonstop. I mean, we are talking about an all-time great. You know, you might argue an all-time great or an all-time cringe. All right, fair. But an all-time great. But he's getting eviscerated. He even got buried by Eli Manning on the pinky cast on Monday night. During a game that had absolutely nothing to do with him. Check out this scud that Eli dropped right on Russ's head going into a break. They should have paid that punter $235 million instead of Russell. (laughs) Pay that man his money. Dang, Eli. Sick burn. They should have paid that punter. 245 mil instead of Russ? That is a sick burn. Especially coming, I mean, from anybody, but especially from a fellow all-time QB. Not that he didn't have that coming to him, considering Denver did three and out nine times on Sunday night. And you could easily argue that the biggest reason they somehow managed to win that game is because Corliss Waitman punted the hell out of the ball which is something I don't think I've ever said about a pro football game. So that was a sick, sick burn by Eli. And probably because Eli knows that although he and Pinky were absolute breakout stars last year, they changed up the broadcast booth on Monday night, so now people don't need to go running over there to see them. So now Eli has to say things like that. He's become a part of the hot take factory, and that, which is fine. He's got a couple of rings. But then he had to go and ruin that sick burn by trying to walk it back and trying to tell us that he was not trying to be critical. Too late there, Junior Pinkman. Because you already put that dude in the ground. And it was awesome. My point is this. It's one thing for knuckleheads and anonymous eggs on Twitter and idiots behind mics like me or anybody else to try to take a run at Russ. Russ is taking it from everybody, including guys that have won multiple rings. And then yesterday, he got absolutely pit-roasted over the open flame that is social media. Thanks to this Subway ad that even Subway allegedly pretty quickly realized they had to delete. Hmm. Hey, you want to split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch, and it's dangerously good. Be careful, though. It's spicy. Hmm. You ever done anything dangerous? Hmm. Jeez, that is dangerous. I've done something like that, too. I won't tell anybody. Listen, one time... Never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. So, 
I never thought that I would find an ad for a Sando to be legitimately creepy, like skin crawling type of stuff. But here we are. Here, here the we bleep are. we are. Here the f we are. My man, are you trying to sell a sandwich or get a part in that new Dahmer show? To get the lead role in the new Dahmer show. This dude was giving off like the same vibes that Oge gives off in those deranged Twitter vids. Watch how easily, watch how easily Alvi can make that clip sound like a promo for a slasher film. Hey, you want to uh, split this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. And it's dangerously good. Be careful, though. It's spicy. You ever done anything dangerous? Broncos country, let's go. Mm. That is dangerous. I've done something like that, too. It's got that Listen, slasher vibe, doesn't it? Never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, a danger witch, it's only in the vault. Like, like, who and Russ is so meticulous and so strategic and so tactical. Like, who in that camp thought that was a good idea? And who came up with the name Danger Witch? Danger Witch. First of all, danger and something I'm about to eat are not two things that go together. I am dangerous. At all. Kind of like that whole poop in the ice cream thing. Second of all, it's just super lame. Super cheesy. A weak-ass name. Danger Witch. So, props to whoever resurfaced that clip. I don't know how long that clip had been lying around. I don't know how it resurfaced. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was Subway that just pushed that out again. We don't know. We don't really know. I just can't say that he doesn't deserve the heat that he's getting right now. If you force your way to a new team and you sign a $245 million deal, you cannot immediately embarrass everybody with both your play and every single word that falls out of your mouth. So he's getting a lot of heat right now, and deservedly so. And by the way, that Sando deserves a real name, a strong name, a name with some punch, a name that projects quality. Not gimmicky bullcrap. You want to sell me a Sando? You put a righteous name on that Sando. A real Sando would have a real name. Like, I don't know, the Jim Rome. Thankfully, Ike's is a real sandwich shop. So, of course, they offer a real Sando with a real name. The Jim Rome Sando. It's the best. Go and try one. I guarantee if they ever come to me and say, hey, Rome, why don't you do a commercial for your Sando? You're not going to see me standing up, holding it, and doing super cringy, super awkward, super creepy things with that Sando. Awkward. That is how you promo a Sando without sounding like a serial killer. I mean, who knew? Who knew after all that drama with the gum murderer in Seattle, that this is what would happen once they actually did let Russ cook. Dude can't even pick up a first down 
and he's hawking gross Sandos with even worse names and throwing off Dahmer vibes. At least the only thing we ever suspected the gum murderer of was murdering gum. And you know what? If this is all just some cheesy, whack, planned stunt by Subway, and it probably is, then it's even more annoying than their sugar bread and any crap they slap onto it. You want a real Sando? Go buy the Jim Rome Sando from Ike's. Things are just getting really weird up in there. 1-800-636-8686. Usually weird is good. Not awkward and not cringe. That's weird. And that, that kind of weird is not good at all. Especially if they're playing games like, hey, let, let's push this out there. Hey, hey, Twitter. Hey, hey Twitter. Subway here. Let's push this thing out, allegedly. No, let's act thing? like it's it so cringy and creepy and the pushback was so extreme that we'll delete it, allegedly. And then everybody will talk about it, allegedly. And then we'll get like 10 minutes of airtime from Rome, which is worth zillions of dollars, allegedly. You're not fooling us, all right? Nobody is. That is dangerous. We know cringe when we see it. I've done something like that, too. I don't want, I want to be careful how I say this, but my point to them has always been, I will always, always help you as long as you help yourself, but you got to show me something, all right? I'm not doing the work for you. The work's not going to do itself, and I'm not doing the work for you, but I love you deeply, and I will always help you as long as you help yourself, but... I'm not going to live vicariously through you. I don't need to. My life worked out pretty well. I have to admit, for the first time in a long time, if ever, I had a little envy yesterday because Rogues, a.k.a. Rogan Loam, thanks to Jeff and Richmond butchering his name famously, he is now forever known as Rogan Loam. Rogan Loam. So Logan Rome gets an invite like, like many young players, it's just an invite to a prospect camp. But it's the famous UC Santa Barbara Gaucho prospect camp. And the Gauchos have an amazing baseball program. And they've had a number of major leaguers come through that program. And they've got who I think is one of the great, great coaches and baseball minds in the nation in Andrew Checkets, who you've heard on this show. And Checks to me, like, I couldn't respect him any more than I do. Love the man. So you can imagine me sending our son to that stadium, a stadium where I used to broadcast when I went to college, a stadium that before I was broadcasting, I used to go and watch the games as a student. I mean, that stadium means the world to me. And I send my high school age son there to pitch in front of that coach and that staff as part of their prospect camp. Now, that's not to say that Logues is a gaucho prospect, but it's a prospect camp. And you go up there and you do what the kids do. And so he took the bump. And I've got a, a video of this posted on Instagram. And a lot of you clones, I appreciate it. Showing some respect and saying things like, scrumptious. If I'd been there, I would have been like, scrumptious. Why weren't you there, bad dad? It was hard. It was a really hard call. It was week one of the NFL season. And I'm in a period right now where 
you know, we're, we're all in. Grinding it out, podcasts, daily show, lots of other things off the air that you would never know about or you wouldn't see about. You know, th- there are tough decisions that have to be made. So as much as I wanted to be there, the, the trip to Santa Barbara and back on week one of the NFL season just was not feasible for me. It was, a, it was a hard choice. We make hard decisions, right? So Dodger Jano, who acts as Logue's agent and everything else, went up there and they made the trip. And they got a tour of the campus. They saw IV. One more. And, and Gaucho alumni, a number of you Gaucho alumnus are in on the post. An amazing thing happened also. An amazing thing happened. So really quickly, and this is really inside baseball, except it's got nothing to do with baseball at all. But if you're a gaucho, you'll understand this. And the rest of you, well, what can I say? I'm in the Hall of Fame. I can do whatever the hell I want on my show. Really quickly, there's a famous, famous sandwich shop called Sam's to Go, owned by a famous, famous entrepreneur, Merdad. Merdad was there when I was a student. I graduated in 86. Sam's to go became an establishment in 84. Dodger Jano, and you baseball parents know this, in double headers, you got to get the kids lunch. They need their Sandos. So Logues is in the dugout at the stadium, the big stadium. Jano goes into Isla Vista, that little ghetto by the sea, our college town, and Sam's to go is still there. And she goes in there, and she's heard me talk about Merdad over the years. So she sees a guy who's probably Merdad's age. She's never met him. And Dodger Jan was like, can I get this sando with these toppings? And if you know anything about Dodger Jano, like, she's the most social person in the world. She talks to everybody, everybody, and everybody loves her. So she says, you know, I'm here for, I, don't, I think they asked her, like, what are you doing here? Because it's a little bit unusual, right? to see somebody that age in a little college town. And she says, Dodger Jano, my son is at the Gaucho Baseball Prospect Camp. Oh, that's nice. And my husband went here. Oh, that's nice. What does he do? What do you do? What does he do? And Jano's like, I'm, you know, I stay at home. And he works in broadcasting. And Mirdad says, oh, that's interesting. What's his name? Jim Rome. Oh! You know, because I've been talking about Merdad for decades on this show. He's like, why didn't you say so? Why didn't you say so? So, I mean, all the guys that I came up with that went to school at UCSB, we all know Merdad. So, meanwhile, I hate to give up my guy in his little sandwich shop. He proceeds to tell Dr. Jano he lives in an 11,000 square foot house. That's what you get if you sell 11 billion Sandos, I think, over the years. My man, and, and by the way, Santa Barbara real estate crazy expensive crazy chalks on the menu right now and it looks amazing he said it is dude it is so i that that was the update if you want to see logs dropping down logs is not a guy who's going to overpower you with crazy velo but when he's on he's got some pretty wicked movement so that that was a thrill i i didn't see it but dr jano was giving me updates throughout the day checks and his staff were giving Logue's pointers. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm just so proud that he got to be on the bump at the stadium where I came up as a young broadcaster, and that's a great program. And there was a Merdad sighting. Dr. Jan will come together with the famous Merdad at Sam's to go. So if you're in the area, hit that sandwich shop.
He is a legend. In the meantime, go to my Instagram feed. Check out Logues. I'm proud of Logues. Dropping down. He faced, let me think, six batters. He got five of the guys. Scrumptious. And then Shaxx came out and said, hey, one more. You did pretty well against the first five. Let me give you one more. I want you to face a lefty. Then gave up a knock. So good day. Good day. And my thanks to Chex and the Gauchos for having Logues in. When we come back, I told you I'm talking Nate Diaz. I'm talking Nate Diaz when we come back. Just want to give you a little family update and direct you to the Instagram post. What's going on? What's up? Uh, first of all, being a star linebacker in Canada, that just means you're a failed hockey player. Uh, uh, Christy Alley, uh, Val Kilmer, Global Warm. Well, I had, I had basically the subjects of what I was going to get into and I was going to kind of ad lib as I was going along. Then I got all nervous and just kind of blurted out the subjects that I had on there and completely bombed out, freaked out, and hung up. That is so awesome. Good night now!